Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host this week. He's back, Mark Davison. Mark, how'd you go how'd you go at your sports tournament last week? Well, to, to be honest, Matty, how, how you doing? I got um in one of the divisions, I got second. So oh, only, collapse to Mark. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. So I've I've only been playing uh it's pickleball in in the States, it's like mini tennis. So uh, about four million people played over there. I used to play tennis when I was younger, I played for a long, long time. Um, but we had a good go, and me and uh, another partner, a young guy, fifteen-year-old guy, we got to the the semis, and then we we came second. And yeah, pretty happy. I played about eleven matches. I think I won about five, and that was my my first tournament. So, you know, I don't know. And some some of the guys are are, are pretty fit though. Like they can, yeah. like they're just. And you just bring it back to the Steelers too, and how you know these receivers run off the line. 60 snaps a game and they're back and they never they didn't get the ball when you then you kind of think oh maybe that's why Antonio Brown was mad <laughs> you know um yeah it's a lot of fitness it's a lot of fun it's gotten me um you know a bit, bit, bit more chipper in my step now I, I play twice a week and who knows if the 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 Australian championships are in September so, right. so you got some can, time mate you got yeah, some time to get I, I gotta, working I gotta at train it. man I gotta train for it you know but right. uh, it's good to have like good to have you back too because we haven't had it we haven't had a show uh, together, I think in two, three weeks. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's um, it's been a while since the two larrikins from down under have been on together. And look, welcome to everyone to this week's show. We've got the you know some great people in the live chat already. Double H H Lumberzak. I think there's Patricia in there as well. Just me, Jed Devil, Rhino Tool. Um, 
Jody Shelton on the Facebook side. So Stacey Lynn on the Facebook side. So awesome to have all of you joining us to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. The draft is less than a week away. You know, it's, Mark, it's just, it's incredible. We're here. We've talked about the draft for so long and we're we're almost there. Um, but definitely, <laughs> Double H is saying this is the, the Aussie pre-draft, Aussie drink session. That's hilarious. That was last night. I'm a bit dusty today, guys. I, I should be on the hangover and I was on the hangover a few days ago. We did our mock draft. Um, but today I'm a little bit dusty. We had a few drinks with some friends at a barbecue. So I'll see how I go today. <laughs> and I hit the town too on a concert. So we're pretty lucky that Mark and I can go do that in the world we live in at the moment. So we're very lucky down here with that freedom. And actually on that freedom, um, for everyone over there in the US um, that's either listening live to us now or on the audio side or wherever you're listening around the world, today for Mark and I, as we always like to say, we're, we come to you live from the future. We're coming to you live from Sunday, the 25th of April. The 25th of April in Australia and New Zealand is what we call Anzac Day. It's like our Memorial Day, and it marks um, when the Australians um, and together with the New Zealands, that's why it's Anzac. Um, but mostly it was the Aussies jumped in there in Gallipoli in World War One and tried to take the Dardanelles and open up the channel there for the Allies. Um, so they, when they stormed in there into Turkey, stormed that beach. I think it was, we lost about 8,000 Aussies um, just just in that like one battle there of, of Gallipoli. We'll talk a bit more about it um, in Sling and the Slang, but, you know, I'm repping the Salute to Service Steelers shirt for today. Um, and we just, it's always good to reflect on the freedoms that we have. And, you know, war's a very difficult subject, but across all the countries, particularly, you know, America and Australia have a really nice tie together. People have sacrificed um, a lot of freedoms in, in their lives for the freedoms that we enjoy. Can I just make one point on that, Matty? We have, you know, the dawn service and we have certain marches today. Some are cancelled, some are going ahead. Some people are standing in their own parks. Even to yourself in Australia or in America, if you do Memorial Days, um, don't don't feel guilty if you can't get to these places. Like today, I can't get to the, the marches because I'm here with Matty. But even in today, just take time to reflect in maybe one minute or two minutes of the day and just think, okay, these guys fought for our country and just pay our respects. That's, that's all I can really say. Yeah. Jay Devil though brings up just like an Aussie to one up a Kiwi. No, no, no. We're there we're in it together. That's why it is the Anzac Anzac piece. So um no, didn't didn't mean anything there. But look, let's talk Steelers. It's it's been a big week, Mark. There have been a few different pieces. Um, and I know it's been covered in some of the other shows, but it's we're funny. We always get we come sort of that last of the week, but preview the, the week. I know, you know, you've had some thoughts about this across, you know, Facebook and the Slack channel. How are you feeling when you saw Mike Tomlin, new three-year deal? Oh, I'm all for it. I'm I'm uh, 100% in. So that's so he's got this year and then another three years. That's four years. Um, the, num- the number one, you know, everyone says it. Who who would you rather have? That's that's the biggest question. Who is going to who would be who would take Mike Tomlin's spot right now? I can't think of anyone. And therefore, it's his job to lose. And look, we've got faith in the guy. He's been there 15 years, I believe, uh, since 2005 or four. Yeah, Coach Tomlin never had a losing season. Um, you know, it's, there is there are some skeptics say, okay, we haven't won the big Super Bowl, but neither have other 30 other one teams. It's, it's very hard. It's a, out of all the competitions around the world, it's a very hard competition to win. So you've got to at least have someone who can give you a chance with Tomlin. Well, but it is a really hard competition to win. And I think we saw that with the Steelers last year when you go 11-0 and and we've talked about the injuries and COVID that impacted all of that. But you get 16 
but now you'll get 17 games. You know, in the in Major League Baseball, you get what is it, 160 plus NHL, you you know, usually get like 80, 80 plus NBA is 82. You know, you've got time to go through these waves of form. English Premier League, you get 38 weeks, you know. So, you know, even in our NRL competition, you get 26 weeks. But you've got 17 games to do something. And that makes it a very hard competition. You've got to keep everyone pumped throughout it. It is a, whilst we say it's 17 games, it's at a tough time of the year. It's cold, you're traveling, you know, it, it, there are all these sort of challenges from that perspective. So there's all the on, on the field stuff. Um, but then there's also the off the field and the game management and the player management. And we've, we've seen characters or egos like, you know, your Antonio Browns and your Le'Veon Bells the last few years, you know, come out and, you know, have those problems when they're off the Steelers. So I think there's a lot with Mike Tomlin. It's not just about what happens on the field. It's, it's what happens off the field. Now, that can be a really big difference maker in, in what happens. So I was so, certainly glad to see him with that contract. Um, I was worried that, you know, he, he might go. I think it's interesting though, because we've been talking about across the different BTOC shows, the, the concept of Ben Roethlisberger, this not being his last year. I just wonder whether this deal is for Tomlin to set up someone else or whether it's tied to if Ben is going to last, how long can he, is Tomlin going to instill a quarterback for a couple of years? Is it just Steelers don't want to do like a 10 year John Gruden style deal, you know, and this makes sense. So they're all the different things to think about, I guess. Mark, as well, though, the number change. What did you think about that? I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And I've held off asking you as well, on, you know, when we've been messaging. Uh, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit old school. So I kind of like, for what I know, the NFL right now is what I like kind of thing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not one. To, I'm really funny. I love traveling the world and I'm a big solo traveler. At the same time, I hate change. <laughs> so um, <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they push this thing on you and they change the numbers, like, okay, now is it like, uh, who can? I'm not even sure what, what the numbers are, but I'm, someone could be a number six or something for a running back. Is that right? Yep, yep. Yeah, Skill yeah, positions yeah. one to forty-nine. Yeah. Single. I think if the new draftees, if they want to, you know, dawn a single-digit jersey, sure. Uh, it's not going to really affect too many people. I know Tom Brady came out of a piece and said, um, "I don't know who I'm going to be throwing to." Well, mate, look at the jersey. Look at the color of the jersey and not the number. <laughs> like so, I, 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 it doesn't overly bother me. But I kind of wish, like, even in, a, in our NRL game, just stop changing rules. Just keep things to a similar format, maybe over time. But there had to be a big reason why they they changed the rules that for the numbers. What what do you think? Yeah, it's it is an interesting question because I don't I don't mind it. Put it that way. I'm a bit like I know Jeffrey Benedict and I were talking about this a little bit in the Slack channel, and I know I think he brought it up on the curtain call this week, which was a great curtain call. If you haven't, if you happen to miss that one, go back and have a listen to that. Um, you know, after this show, whether you listen, whether you're listening live now or whether you're you know listening to the, our podcast, but I'm kind of open to the bigger defensive guys having it. I don't know. For me, it reminds me of you know more rugby sort of style, you know, and that's where the sport did originate from in some capacity, so I don't mind it. I don't think you should be able to chop and change, though. I think people have, have bought jerseys, um, and I know you can, you know, they do they can do swaps, I think, if it's in a certain period of time and what have you and all the rest of it. But, I mean, if you've just bought a Juju jersey, you know, you want it to be number 19, you know. And also, I think it's really hard because, I mean, look, Mark, you've got two jerseys on the back of the wall at the back there, right? You've got 
Ben Roethlisberger, and I think the other one's a Terry Bradshaw jersey. Those guys haven't changed their number. Um, it's not like it's not like basketball where you're pa- playing, you know, the full twenty years and you go between. The, if, but then again, if you go between the teams, you can change your number. So, yeah, for me, I'm not furious about it. I don't mind it. I think they potentially could have limited the amount of positions that are now open to those single digit numbers. But I mean. Look, the players are going to play. Does it really? Yeah. Does it really matter? Um, one quite fun, interesting thing. I think I mentioned this to Bad about six months ago, but um, you know, one time in a preseason game um, in rugby down here, one of the coaches and he they actually got fined for this because you do have to have numbers. He put the initials of the players' jersey because you know, like in some of our sports, Mark, you don't have the name on the back of the jersey, mm-hmm. right? So he put the initials on the back of the jersey, and it made it very hard. So there are players if you convert it to like a wide receiver and tight end that were going all over the field and, and, you know, opposition teams couldn't figure it out a bit like the case that Tom Brady b- brings up. Mm. But I mean, a number's a number, right? Like, I, just... I think we'll get, we'll get used to it. It's just, you got to, what's, what's the idea and the logic of why they changed it? I know that KC put the, the numbers forehand for, I think because they had too many running backs on the roster that was sharing the same number. So they wanted to change. There's it. also, yeah, and there's also that for some teams they've retired, and I think this fed into Kansas City's piece. Retiring numbers limits the amount of numbers they've got available. However, though, there are some teams that have retired about fifteen to nineteen numbers. You know, I think we only have two official ones, and we have some ones we don't use. As this game progresses and goes along, that's going to be an interesting hurdle. Say in, in forty years' time, when you and I both have nine kids, like Philip Rivers. Um, I won't be yeah. having nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I don't know like, how, that, how that's going to progress into the future. Um, and then, you know, number seven will probably won't be worn. Number 43 won't be worn. 50 here. You know what I mean? So it just depends. But I think it's funny, though. Like, like if you look at 43, right, that's always going to be Polamalu's number. But if we had a running back at 43, I wouldn't mind that. I'd just go, all right, defense, no one can wear the 43. You know, but on defense, I don't mind it. And I think with this number change, <clears> though, the problem you've got there is it's so open. Like there's not that these are the, the numbers for the defensive positions. These are the numbers that are for offensive positions. But one thing I was thinking about, um, and I was, when I was listening back to the preview, so if, you, if you're not going back and listen to the preview this week, go back and listen to, you know, Dave, Jeff, and, and Bad there. It was a great show. But they were sort of talking about it from numbers of like, you might have a number that you really like, you know, the guys that come through high school and then college and what have you. And I was thinking back to my own my own sort of when I was playing career playing sport, and I'm not very superstitious in my daily life. But I mean, I do always put my left sock on first. That's something that's always stuck with me. But I didn't enjoy a number change when I changed numbers. You know, mm-hmm. like there are a few numbers, for instance, that you know I played second row in rugby, so I preferred the four than the five. And every time I wore a five, I seemed to have a bad game, and it fed into it that I was I didn't never want to wear the number five. When I started in basketball, my jersey number was literally by where you were in the alphabet, you know, in terms of where you, the players that season um, at my school, I got 79. And then when I, you know, got more later on in my career, I got to pick 19, which is a favorite number for me. And I kept my nine because I, I did it that way. But I remember, I just remember with different numbers, sometimes you just sort of feel super superstitious about it. So if you've got a guy that's worn a number through, you know, peewee, football all the way through to college and then getting into the NFL draft, at least now in the future, they might be able to keep it. But, but as you say, markets, I mean, is it really going to affect, you know, players that are now, you know, five plus seasons into their career? Probably not. 
just one one last thing on it. I reckon because of the college guys, they they seem to wear single digits. So in the future, we might see a lot of one to nineteen all be taken. Whereas before, it's just quarterback, uh, punter, and kicker. So that's going to be yeah. interesting to see. And I think it's more of a marketing thing too. So if you get your college guy, one of the, the you know the big boppers who have been in the college for four years, have their special number. Next minute, they go into the NFL. That jersey is going to sell like hotcakes. But yeah, I don't agree with people changing their jersey um, with other fans who have already, you know, bought their jersey. Or it's even hard enough buying a jersey and the, the player leaves, like I did with AB. I bought his jersey, and then the next season he <laughs> went he went haywire. Um, Juju Juju tried to say, "Oh, should I change my uh, jersey to nine? And then Chris Boswell went on Instagram and said, "Mate, you better ask me first, which I thought was great. He said, "Oh, you yeah. make sure you give me a blank check." Like, like so that's a bit of banter, but. You can't just be really, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to come to a team and I'm better than you. I want your jersey. The other guy should go, nah, mate, that's mine. <laughs> well, they had this this offseason, the Indianapolis Colts, right? I think it was Michael Pittman, the um, the wide receiver. Carson Wentz comes in with number 11 and they're like, oh, Carson, give you, give up your number. It's like, hell no. But, but Pittman's like, by going into his second year, there wasn't even a top wide receiver and you got Carson Wentz there who – you know, if he's playing well and's protected, he could be like you know a top ten quarterback potentially. I don't, I don't think he is, but you know, for some people, but he's just, just yeah, this is this is silly. This is peripheral. I already went into on the uh, on the mock draft. Go back and listen to the guys on the, on the Hangover. I went into Carson Wentz. I burned him a new one. I said that if, uh, Carson <laughs> Wentz has no real power. If some other, if you're running a team as quarterback and you've got a statue with another another man in in, in your stadium under uh, Foles. That's not your teammate. I don't look. I don't really believe in Carson Wentz. I I think he's an average quarterback. I think he's just as average as, as Baker Mayfield. And I don't think he'll do any. I don't think he'll do anything. This is not the 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 lay on Carson Wentz podcast. But I don't think he'll do anything in uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> so that's two people that Mark doesn't like: the Bungles and Carson Wentz. All right, but let's move into in, let's move into the draft. So. <clears throat> Today's show, as we said, it's a bit of a draft view from down under. So the first thing we're going to do is Mark and I are going to talk about the number that steals first round draft pick, which Mark got to participate in the BTSC mock draft and 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 do that. So really, he was lucky to be able to do that. And you know, in terms of, I, I wish I could have had the time to do that too. Um, but that was a really cool cool piece, and it was a great show. And and I know that you really enjoyed that, Mark. So I want us to talk about. You said it to me this week. You said, Maddie, we just got to put our money where our mouth is and we've just got to decide who the who the first round pick of the, the Steelers are going to take it in, in 24. Um, so we're going to do that. And then in part two, we're going to look at day two and three and similar. And we actually talked about, Mark and I talked about this before the preview came on, but we're going to talk about day two and three in terms of the picks or positions that we do want the Steelers to pick and on what days. So that's going to be a really interesting piece. But let's kick it off with the number one draft pick, Mark. Pick 24. Now, we all know that in an ideal world, I would prefer to trade back uh, maybe to stay in round in latter, latter part of round one, but acquire another pick in two, three. You know, I think that's going to be really important, more draft picks in a year where we've had so much change, where you've got players that have less, you know, tape um, as well. So you're taking a bit more of a gamble. There are people that, you know, they've got less tape because they're either off through COVID, there were less games, what have you. There's lots of different questions. People are coming out a lot younger as well. But Mark, all right, at pick 24, what are the Steelers going to do? Or what do you want them to do? If you're Kevin Colbert, if you're Mike Tomlin. 
at this very point and all the all the draft videos and all the draft coverage we've been doing over the last two months, I'm really I'm so unsure. I I feel like I want to I want want to grab a running back. There are great ideas to grab a, a left tackle. We now know that uh, our big Al could be could be leaving us. Uh, or might not be signed back. There has been talks about. I looked on the NFL Live, watched some of their um, videos. Talks about having a cornerback um, if they fall that far. Going into the defense, I mentioned on the the hangover, bringing in Zayvon Collins as a linebacker to work with Bush would be a good idea. So I'm at the point. I really don't know. I think we have covered a lot of bases, um, even with your in your Slack channels and with with your war room and stuff. There's so many ideas we can have, and with now Vince Williams coming back, do we need Collins there? Um, so I'm really lean to if I have to give an answer, which you know you want to answer. I would You're the like- one that came up with the question. <laughs> Don't give away our secrets, Matty. Jeez. Um, <laughs> now, look, if I have to give an answer, it's it's someone to follow. And I know the O-line's going to be there, um, but I would like to see a new running back because we haven't got we haven't got Connor. So we need we need a, a bell cow running back. I would say bring in, if Nahaje Harris is there, then bring that bloke in. He's like six foot three. He's a big unit. And he'd be someone to rally around and someone to get around and hopefully he can score touchdowns and move that ball forward. That's probably the guy I would go at this, my last view of it, because we don't have a show until it happens. Um, same thing though. I don't, there's so many options. We don't know. We just don't know who they're going to choose. And I'd be happy with anyone with all the scenarios we've been, we've been talking about. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm not going to pick a running back. Uh, I'm going to stick to what I've said. You don't get a running back in in round one, at least a 24, right? If, if you re- if you really think that if running back, and I know the preview landed on running back being pretty much the need, if running back is or, or the the pick that needs to be made there in in round one, if that's what you want to do, Javon, like it, let's if the Jets pass on Etienne at 23, where they're picking right before us, right now Harris could go. I think he might go to Miami in those mid rounds. You know, there are a few other teams there that could technically get him. If, as I say, if if you if you really want a running back there, you could you can get Etienne three or four spots later. The the Browns don't need another another running back. They got you know um, Kareem Hunt and they got Nick Chubb. You know, the Ravens have got plenty of guys that running back position. The Saints are fine at the running back position. There are a number of those different picks there that you can trade back trade back with. Jacksonville have got James Robinson. They're not going to draft a, a running back in round one. That that would be really silly. Um, so there are you can move back. And if you move back and you pick up more draft capital, that's a good thing. So if they're gonna if, if they go running back, I hope they do it because they've traded back to do that, you know. I just I think and I agree with with you know Jeff and some of the other guys and and Bad and stuff. Javante Williams is the pick for me if you're going to go running back and if that's the case, trade back with the Buccaneers because you look at what they're doing with Fournette, they're going to want someone like a Najee Harris. For me though, and Snowman's beat me to it um, in terms of what he put in there. Now. I'm big if there's a, a the right tackle on the board. I really like Samuel Cosme out of there, out of Texas, not just because I'm a Longhorns fan, but quite frankly, we know we don't have starting. BJ Finney and JC Hassenhow are not the answer at center. Equally, you wait till 55 and you, or, or 87, you're going to have a problem. I, I talked about him on oh, – um, I'm going to talk about him on War Room this week, actually. Kendrick Green out of Illinois, who's listed as a guard, but he will be a center at the next level. I'm really open to him, but he's going to 
you know, he's probably not even going to be there by 87 as well. I don't want to rely on that. I need someone that can plug and play day one. And for me, it's, it's, it's Creed Humphrey. I mean, now I know that the center class this year isn't as good, but to me, he's the top center proven center in this draft. That's your need. You do a five-year deal. He's, he's even on most mock drafts um, or, or board and rankings, whether you're talking the draft network, pro football network, PFF, you know, he's in there between picks number 28 and 35 and more around that 28 spot. That's only four positions difference. Is that really a reach when that's the key position you need? I don't think so. So for me, I'll be very happy with a pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers draft center, Creed Humphrey. For me, that will be, I'll be happy with that. Okay. So if, if you're going the O-line, which I've, you know, I've actually said I wanted this to see happen as well. But here's the big thing. If you go the O-line at 24, which you bolster that up now, now yep. how does that affect with the running game? Because I think what we have in our running back um, with our depth, I don't really see a clear number one there. Um, <laughs> Benny, Benny Snell, McFarlane, like who, who will, will this run? If this O-line, will that open up more holes in the, in the Canada system for McFarlane to excel? Or do we need that big back like a Harris or Etienne to come through? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's hard without having any sort of indication on what Matt Canada sort of wants there as well. Um, so for me, I mean, look, I like the idea. And he was, they talked about him in the curtain call this week. I've liked him for a while. I like the idea of Trey Sermon. You can get him in round three, right? Like get an O-line in there that can do things or, or get O-line with, get a Creed Humphrey. And then if you've got uh, someone like an Asante Samuel Jr. there in the second, you know, you can go get them or you can go get a good linebacker or what have you. Or if Javante's still around at 55, do that or move up in the second if that's what you need to do. Um, you know, and, and there's chatting here about Landon Dickerson. You know, if you weren't going to get Creed, if you get Landon Dickerson in round two, which he's, he does project sometimes there at the Steelers, you know, in some mock drafts as well, that'd be really cool. But again, I still worry about his injury history and we we the Steelers fans, we criticize that so much and like we should. I just don't want them to do that. But as you said, there around the O-line and where we get that running back, there is value at those running back positions. And also, we've got guys like, as you say, McFarlane, Benny Snell. I'm open to the Pittsburgh Steelers not having a bell cow running back. You know, that's what I find really interesting, right? We sat here for a couple of years and sort of said, oh, the Steelers, it should be running back by committee and then they can do different things and it opens up the offense. And then in the last sort of 12 months, the narrative's changed to we need a bell cow running back, right? And then- It's like opposite. It's, it's opposite. <laughs> and I, I don't like, I don't understand this because if that, this is where the Steelers are heading because that's how Matt kind of offense works. And that was a big criticism of Tomlin. Then we're ahead. The other thing as well, and it's stuck with me and it's a, it's a big issue, I think, that's coming through and I've sort of alluded to it several times now is that running backs out of college have a lot of mileage on their legs, right? So I'm interested to see what you can get in that second to fourth round from guys that are less proven, but therefore that, that and in, in saying that you might get a lot of value, but you don't want to use high draft capital on someone that you don't know too much about their performance. And when you look at a guy like Najee Harris, he's played the most that had the biggest body of work compared to Etienne and, and uh, Javante Williams there. So I sort of sit down like, okay, great. But what happens when he gets to the NFL? And then as Dave was talking about on the preview, you know, running backs, you know, have such a short shelf life. Do we want to invest a top pick there? So I'd rather invest in the O-line and do it that way. Because also 
let's not kid ourselves. Ben's throwing the ball 60% of the time. Yeah. Right? If you don't have the O-line to protect him, and that's everything's been so run-focused, but it, the last <clears> week I keep thinking <throat> to myself, does that matter? Like, it, yes, it 100% matters. I'm not, you know, you know how much I love the run game. But we've got to keep Ben, Big Ben upright. If we don't keep Big Ben upright, the whole thing's not going to work. We're not going to run the football every, you know, every play of the game. We're not going to run it more than 50% of, you know, the time. So let's make sure that we can create holes and we can protect Ben. That makes a lot of sense. You made a really good point, though, with um, with Bell. You know, we, we didn't didn't want him to be the bell cow. Now, I've, I, you've flipped my script because I'm like, hang on a minute. Now I want a bell cow. Like... I want to bring, I want to bring in a guy like uh, Najee Harrison. I want him to be the guy and score forty touchdowns, thirty touchdowns. But then when Bell was playing, I was the same guy saying, "Don't use him too much." So I don't know. You can't keep me happy. I don't know what's going on. I just wanted the buddy to, to hurry up and, and show up so we can have one person and we can really you know talk about. And like I said, it could be O line, could be cornerback, could be someone we don't even know because even at twenty four, you know, still some surprises might come up there. You never know. Yeah. Well, this is actually, this is a really good point because there are, I've been listening to some of the podcasts as well, you know, um, and, you know, everyone should stay with BTSC, but I've been listening to some podcasts from the Draft Network, the, the Draft Dude guys, and they talk about some key picks that can flip the script for a lot of these positions as well. You know, what does Atlanta do with their pick? What does Denver do with their pick? You know, there are different, and, and there are some, some in the teens there as well. Indianapolis and, and Chicago are another two spots where depending on where they go could really alter things. Um, and so that's where I sort of sit down like, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, like we talk about not doing trades in mock drafts and stuff like that. We have no idea what's going to happen, you know, on draft day. You know, a, equally players can fall. I mean, look at the Laramie Tunsil incident. You know, that you don't know where and what's going to happen. There are going to be, and this is the thing. I've said Creed Humphrey because I had to put my money where my mouth is. But if there's a Greg Newsom or a JC Horn on the board, I'm going cornerback every day of the week. Like that is plug-in, day one starter, five years, don't have to worry about it. That's that's awesome for me. So I'm open to the Steelers actually doing that and, you know, drafting that cornerback that everyone's like, oh, my God, please don't. I'm just saying – that's my money where my mouth is. Safe pit pick. That's why I was going Creed Humphrey. Got a question for you, mate. Are we in a better position uh, in the draft than we were last year? Do you think? Do you think we have a better inkling of who we're going, who we are going to take, or is our team overall? Uh, we went eleven and zero, then we went twelve and what we finish uh, twelve and four. Are we in a better spot? Do you think with our with our overall team in, in this drafting uh, process? That's a great question. I think the Steelers. Well, obviously, we didn't have a number one draft pick last year, right? So I think last year was interesting, and I do want to get to Thaddeus' question. Last year was interesting because there was, I reckon, an element of pressure that was taken off Colbert and Tomlin and what have you, right? Now, people are going to say, hang on, no, it's not. Like, you had to get that second-round pick right. But the difference was they could see where the runs on positions were happening, right? They probably had their three or four people on their board and they just went, right, if those guys sit there, they knew that the draft talk about where Claypool was going and what have you. Now, I'm also going to take a punt and say, I don't think Claypool was the top receiver they actually necessarily wanted, right? He fell to them. He worked. He was who, who they liked. But what I do think the value was in, in, in that was that they got the process right. And given that, COVID's impact, you know, on the way you scout, the way you draft, the combine and what have you. I think that's where we're in a better spot than last year. Not just because we've got a number one draft pick, you know, we've got a round one draft pick, but we've 
how to go up practicing that process. And I think that's overall. But also, if I get a, if I diving into your question a little bit more and knowing the way you like to frame things up, if you're sort of saying we've got an ability to pick a few different, we can pick different positions. We're not like necessarily locked into one, right? Like we can pick yeah. running back and center and those sorts of guys. Well, you've said it like, do we have less pressure this year or is there more pressure to get that right pick? And if we do it wrong, are the fans going to go crazy and go, oh my, why did you do that? Whereas last year, there was no first round and we picked up Claypool and we got Pi Smith, Dotson. So I'm just thinking as a, as a team, like, you know, the team went to the playoffs. Can they build on this or are they going to go backwards? Like what's well, going to happen with this draft? Yeah, and, and that's it. I think when you've got as many needs as we've got, I think that takes the pressure off as well. Because And it it's, takes the pressure off as well in a good way because you kind of like, all right, cool, if the run on tackles happens, then maybe we need to draft a tackle earlier. If the run on running backs happens, maybe we need to go earlier on running back. Same thing at cornerback, same thing at center. So that's where I do think that we are better off than last year is that we've got these needs, but at the same time, you've got this situation where there's a number of different positions. And also, this is where the Steelers are a bit lucky. There's, whilst we, you know, we've said there's not, you know, great round one starting quality um, there from, from the center position. Overall, the picks that they, the, the positions that they need, there's quite a bit of, bit of talent there in the first 80 picks. That's what I'm really excited about. Or well, there's great potential in those picks. So, yeah, for me, that's, yeah, I think we are in a better position. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to answer Thaddeus's question. And Mark, would you do this? Would you trade next year's second and a fifth, fifth round pick to move up 10 spots? Uh, it all depends on the guy. If it's a like, I'm looking now for this for the Steelers. What the Steelers really need is the guy. Like, I think we've got Big Ben, we've got the receivers. But if you had the guy who could change the game in a certain way, where you can get maybe three or four wins and that next playoff win to help TJ to help um, Fitzy at the back, we need someone there. This is the moment where we have to we have to put our chips in, and we we need us to, as Maddie's Maddie's dogs are going off. This is the moment now where we need to put all our effort in. And if we grab someone like that, they've got to be a game changer. Can't have a, um, uh, you know, a guy waiting in the wings for four years and then he's going to be something great. He needs to be now. That's, that's all I would say. If you're going to uh, trade stock to go up, it's got to be a guy who can put some points on the board or you know, stop points from getting on the board. That's the only way I look at it. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my neighbor's dog, but yeah, mine's uh mine's been well behaved for once, so <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. Totally right, Mike, uh, Mark. I just think oh, but if Thaddeus to answer Thaddeus's question, I'm open to doing that, but get a like you gotta get a play like you gotta get a transcendent sort of play with that, and you're not really gonna get that, you know, in at pick number 14. Um, I think if you're gonna trade up, you're either doing it for a quarterback. I've said before. I'm open. I'm very open to doing this. I would trade up into that eight or tenth pick and give up a couple of pieces picks next year to get someone like a Rashawn Slater, someone that we can just bookend on the offensive line for the next decade that we're going to get five years out of. I would do it because I, if particularly if you want to keep Ben around, um, but at the same time, you know, look at guys like we've drafted like DeCastro, you know, at that same spot. So. You know, I'd more like to see them use next year's picks to get more capital in the second round or move up in the third. Um, that's what I'd like to more see than potentially round one because 
round one, as I said, just said before, you will start to see where the run on different positions is happening. And then you can start working out who needs what with what teams. So you get an idea of what your competitor teams are looking to get. Um, and, and that makes all the difference because then you've got some data, you know, data, I guess, that you can make those educated insights. But look, that wraps up sort of our chat around there around number one draft pick. I did quickly on this side on part one. Um, want to jump into slinging the slang real quickly, as we like to always do. We like to sling the slang just like Ben likes to sling the rock. Um, and we like to give you that taste of Aussie flavor, whether it's Aussie slang or whether it's a little bit about Australia. So, Mark, what's your Aussie slang piece for this week? Uh, because it is Anzac Day and, you know, before our veterans and I used to work at the the RSL, like uh, where people would meet and, and um, you know, drink together and have good times and a lot of the old fellas get together. Uh, and while I was working at the bar, they used to call me um, G'day Cobber. So Cobber's like like mate, like C-O- uh, uh, B-B-E-R, so Cobber, that's like Australian slang, Kiwi slang. Just an Aussie term that, you know, back in the day, the, the old fellas would use to each other and just say, it's just just a easy way to say, mate, g'day, Cobber. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, for me, ah, oh, man, Anzac Day is not nothing without Anzac biscuits. True. Anzac biscuits. So True. we make them down under. They're made from – they're very simple biscuit <laughs> – um, they were sort of put together like I think the Anzacs, you know, sort of had them, you know, in terms of the the, the battlefield. Um, it was known also as the soldier's biscuit. Um, and, it, and it was basically this biscuit that, you know, made from rolled oat, sugar, plain flour, coconut butter, golden syrup or treacle, bicarbonate soda and boiling water. Um, and it was put to them, you know, and it was really real sustenance thing. And we enjoy these, you know, on Anzac Day, we enjoy these biscuits. And you people eat them all year round, but it's just particularly, you know, <laughs> it's just particularly one that you enjoy on Anzac Day. Particularly, Mark, you know, when you the ones that you buy in the packet are really hard, but then you get the soft yep. ones that just like, oh, beautiful. Well, my grandmother used to make them. She was in the in the wars as a, as a, uh, a medical, like a medical driver for a little bit, not too long, but she was part of the, the being, she was in the service. Uh, and she used to make Anzac biscuits, and they were delicious. They they weren't like the Coles brand, the supermarket brand. They were, yeah, they had uh, caramel taste to them, a bit chewy. They were nice. They were like, you know, your grandmother's like homemade cooking. So we always had them. Uh, actually, throughout the year, she'd always make them, bring them over. And I don't know if they made it at oatmeal or something, but they were quite, yeah, they're quite nice. It's just one of our traditions here. You'd have that with a cup of tea. Um, but yeah, you can't go past it. You can't go past it in Anzac biscuit. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of Steelers Touching Under Part 1. Stay tuned for Part 2. We're going to look at Day 2 and Day 3 picks. Um, and we'll be back after a short break. And, yeah, have a have a moment's silence there for, for all the fallen heroes, you know, from the military across all our different countries. Okay, Round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.